Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! Hey, spring is coming. You know, we did have a little, this week it kind of freaked us what, out a little bit. Yeah, we had a little weather setback this week on the all the season thing. But it is gonna be for real. I think that was just a you know, it was look, it was just a Missouri weather hiccup. It's fine. Spring is on its way, and you are gonna wanna be opening your house up to get the light. You're probably gonna open the windows to get some fresh air in. And Jason, if you want it to look the best, if you want to control the light, do you know what you need to do? You need to hail our robot shade overlords. And the best way to pay homage to our overlords, go check them out, get those signature series shades, and have them installed in your home. Where can we get those signature series shades? Well, all you have to do, Jason, is go see our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit right in downtown, the heart of our community. And Jason, when they get there, tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Hello again, and welcome to Lee's Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who got away from it all, but for some reason chose to come back. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee's Summit. Why did I come back again? What was I don't know. Was, I was, was like, every time, every time I have a little vacation, I always have that. It's like, do I have to? Do I have to go back? <laughs> I really don't. I don't. I don't want. I just want vacation. It was a nice uh, little mini weekend trip out of town. We had a cabin in the woods and, you know, between the, the pandemic and other family stuff, we hadn't been able to get away from Lee Summit the entire year. So this was a much needed breakaway for Parker family. I, I I commend you for making that decision. That is an excellent, excellent choice. Public Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about our very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today is Tacos, because you need the occasional reminder that tacos are better than burgers. Ah, that's so true. And Jason, we're going to stay on topic. We're back. The little pop-up taco and burger tent with Link to Lee Summit and our friend Matt Sanding at Lee Summit Social Services. We're going to be back this Friday during the fourth Friday art walk in downtown Lee Summit. We will be outside local foundry on Market Street. We're going to make some street tacos and we're going to make some smash burgers. So come on out. Eat some good food, and we're taking some cash donations for Lee Summit Social Services. Every single penny goes right into this important community agency. So please come out, give a little cash to social services, and have some good food that we're making. I can't I can't say I'm not going to be there this time, so I'm sorry to everyone in advance, but I, I do have uh, my son turns 18 on Woo-hoo! Friday, so we are uh, we will be focused on uh, on the on that event which is a big one obviously for everybody so uh, I won't be there but Nick and Nick and Matt will be there to sling tacos and burgers and uh, and raise a little bit of money for social services which is always a great cause and we're very excited to support I gotta ask you a question uh-huh. so 18 that's a big celebration birthday but yeah because we're not there yet as parents. It, it, is it a little weird? Is it a little weird it. to be like, I have an 18-year-old kid? Look, here's 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 some some confession from Jason. Like over since the birth of my son, nigh 18 years ago, I have become 
increasingly the dad who cries all the time. Like <laughs> this is a thing that's just happened. And the last two weeks, like between between like family getting their vaccines, he's graduating, 18, all this stuff, right, is going on. Like like I, I'm glad I don't watch a lot of network television because if there was like a sappy like telephone ad or one of those sorts of things on TV, <laughs> I would just be a disaster. So I would say, and and to make it more about me because that is our brand, uh, is is it is is definitely sort of the like, am I an old man now? Reflection is sort of in that in that process and 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 thinking through that like where where is that because it's a big it's a big milestone and it does cause a lot of different reflection. Um, and all that, but in the end, you know, like, look, I'm just happy. He's a decent human being. I mean, like literally seriously, we're not finished with him in any way. And he's certainly not finished growing as a human, but like, he's turned out to be a really cool dude and a really nice person. And that is clearly his mother's influence, but I'm so glad that he took it. <laughs> well, uh, Hey, look, I'm going to, I'm going to do this one for these, for you and your wife. Good on you. You raised a good kid. We tried. We did, and he's he is awesome, and I'm very happy. So, if if for some reason um, he hears this, which would be an extraordinarily rare event, happy birthday, Jasper! I love you. Happy birthday, Jasper, from your daddy and me. Hey, okay, let's let's uh, let's move it. We're not going to talk about you anymore, Jason. Let's Hold talk on, about I quit. <laughs> let's talk about the people, the people of Lee's Summit. Here's yes. a few things, uh, just a few notes before we get to to our second segment, which I'm really excited because this is a this is a new thing that we're going to be doing every once in a while on the Town Hall podcast. But first, let's talk about some things affecting the people. First, Jason, I know this is this is old news. We've done it again, but I want to make sure that everybody everybody knows the new uh, the new Board of Education body took effect last week in their their uh, their board meeting. So what that means is the newly elected Rod, uh, Roderick Sparks and the newly re-elected Ryan Murdoch took their oaths of office. So that new body is now formed as part of that too. Uh, Murdoch was re-elected to serve as board president. And then Megan Marshall in her second year as a member of the board was elected by that board to serve as the vice president. So that's going. The election's over. Now we're going to see some work happen. We hope. Yeah, well, I think there will be, and it'll be interesting to see what they're, as we can, as the as the focus of the of the school board and the district has shifts away from surviving the pandemic to, you know, getting back to doing the, all the stuff they want to do. Um, it will be interesting to watch and see if their if their fo- how their focus changes and and where they if they you know how they pick up the work that kind of. Fell off the front burner. Over the right. Last and, you know, and in addition to the conversations about the equity plan and about construction from the latest bond issue, they've also got a few other things. With that bond issue, they're building a new middle school. They've been hiring new administrative staff for the next next school year. And the citizen committee to help uh, redraw the middle school boundaries just started, just kicked off in the last couple of weeks. So that's going to be a whole thing. And, you know, we've all been around redistricting conversations before. It's it's usually entertaining. Nothing, nothing makes the people happier than having their school boundaries change. So, <laughs> like, raise their taxes and change their school boundaries, and you might actually get Lee Summit to riot. It would be an impressive thing. Well, let's shift over from the school district over to City Hall, Jason. The first thing is 
long, long awaited. We talked about this a little bit before, but the downtown Market Plaza development that is proposed to happen on the other side of Green Street from City Hall took a big step forward on Tuesday night as the council approved Lane 4 as the master developer. And then they also approved a management, Biederman Redevelopment Ventures. So they will manage the public spaces. And their job really of this this big public-private development area, Jason, there's going to be a lot of public space in it. So this BRV group is going to – they'll be in charge of making sure really that it's used by good stuff for the community year-round. I'm – that's – that was like literally – I mean, you know, you and I have been like working on this thing on and off for like a decade. So, I mean, like – the permanent farmer's market pavilion and, and then the things that have grown out of that. And that's what we wanted for that. You know, that, that pavilion wasn't just to be used on the 20 weeks or 20 weekends and Wednesdays a year that the the market is in there. It's planned to be used 52 weeks a year, many, many days a week to, to get all of the things that we want to have happen in that to happen. And that's what we're, um, I'm, I'm I'm glad that the city council is is doing that, and and their the vision has stayed true to that multi-use, deep deep usage thing. That's excellent. right. You know, this started as as let's get an outdoor performance venue. You're back in 2013, and or actually before that, but that you know that started that election in 2013. But what's 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 great is that the 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 vision kind of grew and and the opportunity. To, to make it more, to add the permanent market, to add some private development, to do some other public spaces in it. It, it. It's nice to see that vision grow into what it is, but then also now we're seeing some of our elected officials really use some political capital to make this thing finally happen. Yes. So we don't have to just talk about it anymore. So that's a big step. We'll be following it as it goes. Look, we're still a ways away from actually seeing some dirt turn. There's still got to be real drawings, architectural drawings and plans made. So we're a ways away from from really seeing construction happen, but this is a big first step. Right. So we nice hey, look, we keep setting these markers, right? We keep every time they pass one, we move the goalposts a little bit further. But we've seen land acquisition. Now we have like actual, we have a real developer who's committing real money. Uh, the the third thing that they passed um, on at council last night was the cooperative or the agreement between uh, the downtown CID and the city about how some of the financial part of it will be handling. So they have more money on hand. They've also allocated money from the the general fund that was uh, from sales of land to go into this project. So they, they're, they're putting the money together, the land together, the developer together, they've gotten all kinds of pieces together and now they can um, hopefully with a little bit more public input and some other things loop in, get some real drawings, get some real stuff and yeah, put shovels in the ground and let's turn some dirt. Let's go. One last thing, Jason, uh, that we should, we should bring up uh, the, the library work which is another another public voted thing, right? Well, now they're moving on to the to the other library, the Lee Summit branch out off of Blue Parkway. Yeah, um, so the city council, this had already gone through planning commission, but the city council got a preliminary development plan, had their public hearing last night uh, to talk about the library, that branch, uh, as, you, as we know, we, they built the library system, passed a tax levy increase um, several years ago with the promise of a third branch in Lee Summit, which they built, the East Branch there off of 50 Highway, uh, the, a remodel, which turned into a complete reconstruction of the Colburn Branch uh, and and a remodel of the, the Lee Summit Branch, um, or in some fashion, 
um, that they what they chose to do was stay on the site that they have. Uh, they are expanding the footprint by about 40%. It's about 6,000 square feet additional uh, space that they'll be building onto. Uh, it, you know, for planning nerds, uh, the, the the development... All 10 of you. All 10 of us, right? Uh, the planning, that document actually requires there's to be some land swaps between the library and the uh, shopping center that's adjacent to it to account for uh, clearances, to get the building set, a footprint set right and do all those sorts of things. You know, it's, it's interesting to me. And so I'm going to put it on our podcast. Uh, but there's been some stuff. And so, um, but you can see that you can go to the city's website uh, and you can see some of the renderings and the preliminary development plan and what the library will look like. It will have a, a very similar uh, aesthetic theme to the the two branches that are in town that have already been done with the, the some of the screening and the big giant library uh, sign uh, or library word on the side of the building. Uh, but it, <clears throat> it will be there. And so, by the end of that, and I would assume that that construction will probably begin shortly after the Colburn branch is finished and the library materials are moved from one building to another and we'll, we'll continue our, our tango of uh, library branches, what I would look for another year and change until that library branch opens. And we have a full set of really modern upgraded libraries for Lee Summit. You're getting, these are your, this is literally your tax dollars at work. And in a rare thing, we passed a tax increase um, to get this done and you're seeing the results of it. And even though sometimes we don't think about it because the vote was like three years ago, this is what happens. We were promised some things, we're getting those things. They're coming in in the time frame that they said. I mean, like they're doing a good job and we should give the library, the MCPL some credit as they go through that. And if, and I can't wait, Jason, until, you know, I'm going in and out of those libraries again. Okay. I am so excited. You can do a little bit of that or you could, and then it comes and goes and all that. But I'm so excited for the Colburn branch to open up again because I got so spoiled for so many years of having it within like a mile of my house where I could just like jaunt over and back. And now I have to, I, and I'm going to use the air quotes for those of you who are listening and not watching our video, the, uh, the huge drive from my house <laughs> to the East branch, um, and, uh, and well, look, and you'll, you will find the East Branch easily. There is a sign out front. You can't really miss it unless you library. Right. And if you see the new if you see the uh, the Colburn Road Branch, if you drive by, they have a very similarly sized thing on the side of the Colburn Branch as well. So you will know if you are going to Paradise Park where the library is. It's, no, <laughs> it's very clear as you go by. Well, Jason, that wraps up kind of our news and notes section. I want to get to this this next segment of our show. This is a new thing. I'm really excited about it. Um, I've kind of been starting to work on this really since the, the the new year started. You know, we've done lots of interviews in the four years that we've done this show. We've done lots of interviews with people around town. Uh, it's 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 a lot of fun to do those interviews. I think because of what you and I do, both professionally and our you know personal involvement and in things around town, we get to meet a lot of people, and a lot of people that are doing some really cool things in town. But I was trying to think of a a better way to do these to do these interviews and involve more people. And to your chagrin, I found I think maybe the cooler way to do it is less of us. Like I'm torn on this subject because like one, it is less of me and that makes this podcast worse. <laughs> Secondly, but on the flip side of that, 
I also don't have to do the work on this. So <laughs> like we get like podcast content for free for me. I mean, like, so without my effort, which seems also good. So I'm, I'm torn and I'm going to, I'm going to weigh this currently in favor of I'm lazy versus I have a huge ego. So in this case, we're going to, we're going to err on the side of sloth. There we go. Well, look, so this is a, a segment we're going to call it. I'd like you to meet. And what I've done is I've I've invited several people in the community, and and with the launch of this first time now, I'm opening it up to everyone around the community. Here's a chance for you to be a part of the podcast. So what I'm asking people to do is think about our community. Who out there inspires you? Who makes you feel good? Who do you see out there doing good for others? And really, it, it comes down to this question, Jason. Who do you know who's awesome? And so what we've done is some people around the community have done their own short interviews with people they think are really awesome in the community, and they are introducing those people to all of us here in Lee Summit. We're going to start this week with our good friend, Amy Johnson of the Notice Network, and she's going to introduce us to her friend, Aubrey. Take just a minute to think about our community. Who out there inspires you? Who out there makes you feel good? Who do you see out there doing good for others? Basically, who do you know who's awesome? The I'd Like You to Meet segment of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast was created to not only let you answer those questions, but to give you the opportunity to celebrate these people by introducing them to all of us and telling us why you think they're an important piece of our hometown. The following conversation features Amy Johnson introducing us to Aubrey Newell. Okay, we're recording. Yay, it's working. So I'm so glad to be here with you today, Aubrey Newell. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes. And so I am excited just because I like hanging out with you because I think you're an amazing human. Thank you. Uh, I could talk about that for all day because I really do. I think of you as one of the most open-hearted people I know. And um, I know we talked a little bit uh, last week when we were talking about doing this. And I said, like, I genuinely um, don't even have to know you like completely, like hang out with you all the time to know that's what you're like, because you're just so authentic and it shows through in so many ways. So thank, thank you for you. being you. Thank first you. And foremost. Um, and then the other thing that made me want to have this chat with you today is because I am a huge fan of Aubrey's Kitchen, which you have brought to life. And so I um, came to know about it because my daughter, Carly, who's friends with your son, Jared, um, had told me, mom, Aubrey's doing this really cool thing called Aubrey's Kitchen. We should do breakfast. And so um, the way I know about Aubrey's Kitchen is that you made breakfast that we came and got and delivered for to or brought home to yes. give to our family and have breakfast together as a family a few weeks ago. Yes. Um, and it was delicious. And I want to know more about it and why you created Aubrey's Kitchen. So would you be willing to tell us? What's yeah. your why and what's your how and how are you, what's going on there with Aubrey's Kitchen? Whole thing. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. And I love talking to you. I always, it comes very natural, even if we don't see each other for a long time. Yeah. It is just like, yeah, next thing you know, it's an hour and a half on the phone. So <laughs> I love talking to you as well. Um, Aubrey's Kitchen, like I've always enjoyed 
cooking. That's always been a very natural thing for me. And I love creating in that way. And I've always valued the time for our family around the table. Dinner time has always been important for me, like as our kids were growing up to create that space for our children, no matter what we had going on, that was something that we tried to find time to do. So when we became vegetarian uh, five years ago, it was a little difficult when we would like go out to eat somewhere to find something that we could eat, but we could, we could usually manage. But once we switched over to vegan, that is when it became really difficult for us to enjoy a meal out um, and to find things that we really liked, especially locally. Um, we could find things in uh, Kansas. There's quite a few vegan options about a half hour away or in Kansas City as well. Um, so in Lee Summit, there are not a lot of great uh, vegan options. So I kind of started making the, the food and exploring vegan cooking, which was totally foreign to me. I grew up on a farm like this. So vegan cooking was completely foreign to me. So it started out of necessity really. And then, um, once I became comfortable with it and really started figuring out how to make great food that tasted really good with the flavors we were used to um, and realizing that I had a gift for it, um, which I wasn't so sure of in the beginning. Yeah, once I, I got that, then it was kind of like, okay, I want to create that for other people and also want to, um, and, and I also had my family like saying, mom, you could sell this mom. I mean, they were, uh, especially my kids, they were very much behind me. And then I would try out food on my neighbors who are not vegan or vegetarian. So, um, but I also like the idea of creating that, that thing through food and passing it on to other people. That is really important to me. Um, just as it was in my home, like the fact that I create that, like that your family came and you got that breakfast and then you sat at home and had that time together and a lot of great conversations and um, things, especially with children, they are created through that time at the table. So to me, I love providing that to other people and also creating so, I love that. So uh, how does Aubrey's Kitchen work right now then? How do people get, I know how I got the food. Is that the, yeah. is that the best way? Is that, tell, tell how that yeah. works. The best way is really through Facebook. I also have an Instagram page, but the Facebook page is Aubrey's Kitchen. And right now, just since I started up in November, um, I am taking it slow and starting gradually with that. So that has been the best way is through there. And then people just contact me with, I usually put out a menu every week and they contact me with what they would like to order. And then we figure out what day they would like delivery or if they want to meet up or whatever works for them. Um, yeah. So that's the best. Yeah. That's I the love best that. So yeah. yeah. So when we did that, it was so easy. We just told you what we wanted. We had a couple yep. of options and yes. we came and picked up food. And then 
we just, like you said, we just sat around the table, took it home and sat around the comfort of our own table and ate it. It was so easy. Right. So nice. Right. And we're a family that's mixed. We have a vegetarian and a vegan and then um, those of us who aren't. And so it's cool. like, it was yeah. nice. We all loved it and um, we could all eat Good. together. So it was great. Yeah. I love that. So you, you, I, I could see your face kind of light up when you, when you talk about giving people the opportunity to eat this good food together as a family. And I can only imagine that's what excites you about this, but what do you, it is there, there are a few things that really excite me about it. Um, I'm really happy with the reaction that I have received from people that has been, cause it's one thing for your kids to like, say, Hey mom, you could sell this food that, you know, <laughs> they're supposed to say that now. So to get the reaction and to have the customer base already that I do, and I get such great feedback from them, that excites me. It excites me to create new things. When I nail something and I create a new recipe, and sometimes that takes me a while. And when I get it right and I know it's right, I am like, like I just can't wait to share it. Mm -hmm. But it also excites me, you kind of touched on it a little bit, the fact that your entire family is not vegan or vegetarian. And I have a lot of friends that are that way. And then I also have customers who order from me and like maybe their husband isn't, but they are. And when they will write to me and say, Hey, my husband said he would switch to vegan for this. Like that is like huge to me. Whenever I can show people that you don't have to sacrifice flavor, you don't have to sacrifice good food, like being vegan. Like I think sometimes that is maybe a negative connotation that comes with being vegan. Like, mm, what do you eat? Like water and cardboard? Like, I think, yeah, there, we've all seen the memes. There's tons of stuff out there about how like you eat nothing, but you, you can have food that is amazing flavor. And I love to create that and to show that to people who aren't vegan, because if I can win them over to seeing that, then I know I can. Yeah, <laughs> I can pretty much. I love that you're, I love that you're open to, um, to kind of reaching lots of different types of people. And I think that the common thread is like that magic sauce that you put in your cooking, which is probably love. <laughs> Cause I just imagine, I mean, I hear you saying that cooking came natural to you and that you enjoy it. And I think that was one thing, just knowing you a little bit. And that's one thing I'd want everybody in our community to know as they were ordering, like, I just can't imagine you making a meal and not putting that magic ingredient of love and goodness in it. So just Thank make you. it, it's yummy and it feels good. Yep. It's really good. I love that. <sighs> Is there anything that you didn't get a chance to say that you want people to know? Um, about you or about Aubrey's Kitchen or about how you want them to connect with you? Anything at all? Um, they can go to the Facebook page and connect with me there. And my cell phone number is on there as well. Um, so that is really the best way. And just, you know, to, I mean, I would just want people to be, even if you're not vegan, be open to trying it you know, like I put a lot of pictures out there so that people can see how great it looks. And, um, 
the flavor definitely matches the pictures. So yeah. yeah, I would just say be open to trying it, even if you aren't vegan, that would be the biggest thing. I love yeah. that. I love mm-hmm. that. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your story and for sharing about Aubrey's Kitchen. I'm so glad that you're here in our community. It's thank amazing. you. You're thank welcome. You for having me. I always love talking to you. So much fun. Bye, Aubrey. Bye. Have someone in mind you think is worth celebrating and who the entire community should know? Go to meet.linktoleesummit.com for details and links to record and submit your own segment of our community podcast. Link to Lee Summit is your only local news source unapologetically and explicitly focused on news and conversations from Lee Summit, Missouri. The Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is available on most of your favorite podcast apps, as well as YouTube and at linktoleesummit.com. The Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is hosted by Nick Parker and is a proud production of Fredcasts. Think. Speak. Act. Act.